Now, back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Teen suicide, bullying, and adolescent mental disorders are rising dramatically. But there are ways that parents can help their teens to thrive. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Bullies, trying to be body beautiful, and having the right besties or boyfriends. Schoolgirls face challenges they might never imagine or know how to deal with. The problems could lead to self-image troubles in adulthood. But now we get a roadmap from a woman who's been through it all and wants to help. Joining us now is Akia Red, daughter of a pastor and wife of former NBA All-Star Michael Red. Her latest book is Authentic You, A Girl's Guide to Growing Up Fearless and True. Akia, it seems to me that all of your advice, which is aimed at girls and women, is really completely valid for boys and men, too, would you say? Yes, it is, actually. I think that that is the conversation among young men and men everywhere that it needs to be more normalized. Your book's first two words, authentic you, it seems to tell youngsters that being themselves is enough, is sufficient or fine. Is that it? Yeah, I truly believe that. Young people run into a lot of issues, especially today. We see young people's mental health on the decline and suicide numbers at an all-time high because of this little thing we call comparison. And that comes from a lot of access to social media. And so the encouragement that you can just be true to who you are actually helps them understand that they don't have to compare themselves to anyone else. And not only loving who you are, but feeling like you belong. Yeah, I think that all of us have a longing to belong. And we were not made to fit into any place. We actually belong where we belong. And once we are true to who we are authentically, we are able to find those places. So give us a few tips on how we find our authentic selves, not that image that we might want to put out there that people might like or we think will get us more popularity, but that authentic self. I think one of the best things that anyone can do to becoming authentically themselves is a journey of self-discovery. I used to, you know, when I first started this four years ago, I call myself dating myself. (laughs) And when you think about the word dating, you break it down really in its purest form. It means to collect data. And so when you date yourself, you get to know yourself. You find out like you do a deep dive into what your likes are, what your dislikes are, what you're for, what you're against and why. Not because of what other people tell you, but because of what you truly resonate with. Focus on, I could be doing this, or I would like to do this, or maybe I'm going to try that. And I think also being willing to take risk and betting on yourself and knowing that it's not the end of the world if you make a mistake or if you get into something that you don't necessarily like, you can easily just turn around and go a different direction. Sounds a little scary, though. So to grow up fearless and true, how do youngsters find that inner strength to move forward in this way? I think really, as a young person, it boils down to our environment. Parents have a big role to play, adult figures, guardians, teachers. I think the more that the older generation does the work themselves, they have that information to impart to the younger people. 
I know for me, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to write the book, Authentic You. It's because I saw a need. It was basically a pain point for me. When I was between the ages of 12 and 17, I went through a whole lot and I wish I had Authentic You around when I was in that age group. I also see it with my children. I have a son, I have a daughter. Both of them are beginning teen and beginning tween. And those are very tough ages. And so I think that I have a responsibility to pay it forward and to provide what I didn't have. And you've mentioned that a boy in seventh grade called you ugly every day. So what would the adult Akia, knowing what you know now, advise that seventh grade girl, if you could? What I would tell my seventh grade self is that you are far from ugly. He's actually really just enamored by how beautiful you are. And he's a little bit too embarrassed to say it. So you just go about your business and act like (laughs) he doesn't exist and know that deep down inside, he really thinks that you're amazing. He just doesn't have the courage to say it. We're visiting with Akia Red, whose latest book is Authentic You, a girl's guide to growing up fearless and true. You've written extensively about fighting your eating disorder and now want your daughter to avoid this problem. What advice do you give to parents on helping their kids not develop an eating disorder or cope with it? A lot of the first steps lie on the adult in the situation. So I can only speak from my experience and how I handle it with my daughter. I don't make comments about her body. I don't draw attention to how she's developing. I don't say things about, you know, you need to watch what you're eating because it's going to make you fat. We don't use the word fat in my home. So there are just little tweaks that I've made from how I was raised in my home growing up. I think with my daughter, she did start going down that path. I started noticing her checking her body in the mirror. I started noticing her not completely finishing her meals. I noticed food in the trash can. And that was when I really stepped in. So I think that if you notice that as a parent, because let's just be honest, I mean, we can do all that we can at home. But at the end of the day, they're at school. They are influenced by so many young people around them. So she was getting that influence outside of my presence. So I had to really pay attention and step in and intervene and talk her through it. And now I have seen a completely different little girl that has turned into someone who really appreciates her body for all of the great things that it can do for her. Do you believe that your eating disorder led to your highly publicized bout with mental illness? Actually, I think it was the other way around. I think that mostly all eating disorders stem from anxiety and the need to control what's going on in your life. So with me restricting my caloric intake, restricting my food and being obsessive about exercise was a way that I had control in my life. Because there was so much out of my control. You know, in my books, I talk very extensively about my childhood growing up in a pastor's home where there were a lot of fights. There were a lot of, and I'm not talking about, you know, little cat fights. I'm talking about knockdown, drag out arguments that were very scary and caused a lot of trauma for me. And so I think that because there was so much that I couldn't control, controlling my food was the one thing that I could. 
other people who go into binge eating disorder, which is actually more popular among women than anorexia, if you will, is a lot of times they feel lonely and food is something that they turn to because it never fails them. So I think that there's always like a mental illness that comes before the eating disorder in itself. I think you just have to have a conversation and be willing to address the things that may seem scary. Akia Red, author of Authentic You, A Girl's Guide to Growing Up Fearless and True. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.